0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Ignite Radio Live with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, although at this moment we had a bit of some uh, logistical conflicts in getting our kids where they needed to be, so Stephanie may be a little late, so I'll do her part. Welcome to Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. And, you know, we've had such a great response to this rogue radio approach to things, which is what? We're calling people out of the blue, and we're asking them the epic question, what is God saying to us right now? And this is the fourth uh, program of doing that. If you want to hear the past episodes, they've been extraordinarily enlightening and fun. You can hear them at IgniteRadioLive.com. And the setting for this particular episode is we are now in a couple weeks past the election. COVID restrictions are kicking in. It really is a nice layer over the readings, which are rather apocalyptic as we approach the end of the church year, the talk of the end of times. And it's really a frame of mind that we all ought to have, that though Christ has come, He has uh, poured forth his grace through his cross, has redeemed us. Uh, This is a moment of embracing that, of accepting that and eagerly anticipating his return, his second coming, which should be really in front of us all the time because we know not the day nor the hour. So I do want to extend a little commercial, and we will throughout this. Which of us are not pining in the season of distance? Which of us are not pining For Real Presence. We invite you to find out more at PresenceForChristmas.com that's p-r-e-s-e-n-c-e-f-o-r-christmas.com. But the first night kicks off with Peter Herbeck, December 2nd, Wednesday. The following Wednesday, December 9th, my beautiful wife, Stephanie, will be giving the presentation. And the third week, 16th, if my math is correct, adding seven, Wednesday, is going to be Dan Demette, uh, who heads up uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camps, Damascus. So, three very powerful presentations, followed by just solemn, beautiful worship before Jesus, who is our healer our guide our transformer so check that out limited seats because of the covid craziness so we do encourage you for free to sign up at presentsforchristmas.com. now with no further ado let's see here who do i want to surprise out of the blue tonight these are such great opportunities i think i'm going to call somebody whom i haven't spoken with in a while let's go back to the early eerie pennsylvania days yes bill hubauer This is an amazing man, and I'll save the introductions, but uh, let's see if he is in. Bill, I'm sure, Tuesday night. Let's check this. Hopefully he's in Tuesday night. Hello? Good evening, Bill. This is Greg Schleter. How are you doing? I'm good, Greg. How are you doing? Very good. You know, it's been a long time, and I have to let you know, you're one of the few people on the planet who I know would courageously, number one, pick up the phone from me, Uh, Because, you know, I'm always up to shenanigans. But secondly, I know you're one of the few people comfortable out of the blue having an audience of thousands before you and being put on the spot. So are you okay with that? You're on our radio program, Ignite Radio Live, the Ignite Radio Live universe. All right. Well, you're awesome. I want to introduce you a little bit, Bill, to those of us who don't know you. Folks, Bill is just a beloved brother. I've known him for three decades. Gosh, it makes me feel old. But uh, he is one of the most gifted, multi-talented... Instrumentalist I know on the planet. So picture like on violin Joshua Bell, that's Bill Hubauer. Rachmaninoff on the piano, that's this guy. He is just so talented. Um, and he is a member of a band, uh, Neil Morris, one of my favorite bands. Prague rock, for those of you who are our age, although I think it's now, the interest is extending well below my age of 53. And, uh, and he plays throughout the world, as well as a uh, software engineer.
1: I'm the musician who loves his day job, so I get the best of both worlds.
0: That's awesome. Folks, you may be familiar with uh, the Apologetics, which is a band that takes very popular rock music, but a range of music, and adds Christian lyrics to them. So a common friend of ours, Jay Jackson, Bill, has played on many of those albums, both guitar, keyboards, violin. In fact, were you the violin guy for The Devil Went Down to Georgia parody?
1: No. Actually, no. I uh, forget who actually who did that, but I, I did play it live, but, but I wasn't the one who recorded it.
0: You could have done it. So, folks, you know we're in apocalyptic apocalyptic times when the Steelers are, what are they, 9-0 and now? <laughs> yeah, that
1: that's crazy. Unbelievable.
0: That's amazing. Are you feeling that vibe overcoming maybe some of the negativity in the world around us from that uh, center of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania?
1: I'm uh, starting to. I, I've... You know, been avoiding the news a lot more than I than I usually do. So, so including the good news, like yeah, like, uh, the Steelers. So uh, actually, I didn't realize that they were that they were doing well until uh, two weeks ago and I was quite surprised and happy about
0: that. I'm with you on that. I really have not been tracking with it, but having uh, come from um, Erie, Pennsylvania, and they're always torn between, of course, the Steelers and the Browns, and because I'm a Packer fan, I appreciated both. But like you, I'm definitely not fully attuned. Before I ask you the epic question, Bill, which I know you'll be able to answer really well, out of curiosity, of the very technical music that you play, is there one that stands out for you as the most technically challenging that you've ever played.
2: All the made their choices, trapped in all they see The lunatics and politics
1: all fighting up in me Breaking. Well, you would think it would be the hard songs, but but it's not, we do. The, the New Morse Band plays a lot of very complicated music with a lot of time signature changes and fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Runs and chord changes, and 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 those they're the very what would seem to be very complicated uh, pieces. You can kind of get them into your into your hands and and almost like a machine and, and perform it. Mm. But the the challenging songs are are the really slow uh, emotional songs.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um,
1: when you perform a song, you know, on tour night after night, and it's it's hard sometimes to to put that same emotion into every performance mm-hmm. you want to, but it's, you know, you can't manufacture it. It just has to happen. Like, I'm not feeling it. I'm performing, and, and it's mm-hmm. very much a very emotional song, but we've played it a lot. I'm not feeling it. I'll look out and I'll see somebody uh, very emotional in the audience, mm. and that'll that'll really snap me out of it, and, and that's where I usually make a mistake, <laughs> because yeah. I'm, I'm caught off guard by, oh, yes, this is You know, like, God is still using this music every time. It doesn't matter if I'm participating, you know, we think we have to participate emotionally every single time we do Mm -hmm. something like, and we don't, I don't think, we just have to be obedient and just do our best and let God do the rest, and He does.
2: trouble.
0: I love that. I love that. And you're probably segueing us into the epic question, which I want to ask you. But just, I I can only imagine you, as you indicate, technical, challenging music, playing it all the time. It becomes rote for you, automatic, muscle memory, all of that. And just this message of sort of the obedience of faith, of doing what God asks you to do. And that he works through that. He works through us as the instruments. Um, I'm just, I receive that. And uh, I, hopefully, our listeners, wherever you folks are at out there, man, I haven't even asked them the big question yet. But as a husband, as a father, as a neighbor, just doing the good, regardless of perhaps what is uh, challenging us interiorly, you know, that God does work through that. That's a message that I think can really be lost on us. So, the big question, Bill, is with all these things happening around us. And let's just be honest within us, what is God saying to the world right now? Lead me,
2: O oh Lord, down the road I must travel. Lead me, O oh Lord, down your path of peace.
1: We're being reminded of uh, the fragility of our life and our society. And we realize how quickly things can just become chaos mm. and and we can't trust in ourselves. Uh, it's clearly as a society and with how divided we are. We want to build trust between each other, but ultimately that's not what's going to see us through. I think we're being reminded that, that we really need to, to rely on God to take care of the things that that are outside of our control which mm. seems to be almost everything at the moment.
0: Gosh, that's so true. Um, that's so true.
1: But and, and the one other thing I, I would I would want to add is that that you know we're we're participants in in all of this, and what are we supposed to do? Uh, you know, how do we react to these things? And I think one of my favorite uh, chapters of the Bible is Galatians five and how we can test ourselves in the way that we react to, you know, are we in the spirit or not? Are we, are we in tune with the spirit of God? Mm-hmm. And the, just the, the basic, I know it's very popular, the listing of the fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I mean, if, if we, when we are given opportunities to react to what's going on around us and we're not exhibiting those qualities, and then we need some self-reflection. And it's especially hard with, with just the division. And, you know, I know God will, will use this, as he always does, in some way. I can't pretend to to, sure. see, to see where it's, where it's heading. Yeah. But I know all I can do is know how I should react to it.
0: I love that. And I think the difficulties around us are often God's hand reaching down if we allow it to mold us in greater conformity with him and these qualities that you speak of let's face it um they will come about i think only if they're challenged you know uh galatians 5:22 that you refer to love joy peace forbearance i mean as a parent um is our peace really challenged before we had children uh, let me put it the different way once we have kids in the world then we kind of experience levels of challenge, and as they get older, now uh, you know, our oldest is 22, our youngest is 15, different landscape, a different kind of, say, peace that I'm challenged to have, and I like what you're speaking of, is the, the storms that Matthew 7 are going to be there, the tumult around us, that's the constant, but can I be anchored in Christ so I'm not reacting to the storm, but responding with God's heart, which I think— And I know this comes through in your music. You guys are doing this musically. You're connecting with people. And I think speaking in a musical way, as as Plato and Socrates say, it's a language of the soul. There's There's a language that reaches in and connects with them and anchors them, I suspect. Give them a center and an ordering so that as they face the tumult and everything around them, that there is a sense of order let me ask you and I'm really grateful for you picking up the phone and, and you've just been such a great brother I think back to the early days at Gannon University was the very first we had over a thousand people and you guys had written a song and you graciously played a character and, uh, and it ended being uh, in this drama yeah, you know you were the lead character and then ended up singing a song that was with 10.10 at the time by the way I must say I, I'm a little dismayed that I can't find 10.10 and maybe it's available now but I often search for 10.10 content now maybe it's in spotify i was kind of like a, a google play guy now it's google music is it out there anywhere
1: right well you can find uh two of the four albums that we did the first two are are out of print and are not available on any of the digital streaming It's wrong but they could be they could, i know they could be i take the blame for that i i need i can put them out there i just some reason just never around. To it.
0: It's awesome content. I mean it's amazing. And then of course Trans Siberian Orchestra uh lifted from you guys your Christmas uh project. <laughs> I'm teasing. If you guys listen to their Christmas project ten point ten, and I don't know if that's out there. Is that one that's out there? Yeah.
1: You can get yeah, the album is the album is called twelve twenty five.
0: Okay. Uh just like just the numbers. Yep. Um
1: and, and you can that is available on uh streaming. And I I have seen TBs available. There's still some around out there. Uh, I'd have to look to find where they are, but I have seen some of them for sale still.
0: I'm stretching your time a little bit here, but I was very moved to see Mike Portney's noise tribute to Neil Peart. I want to say it was YYZ. And I may have sent you you that link. You didn't even know about this. Mm -hmm. Folks, those of you who are listening, Mike is, if you search best drummers on the planet or similar terms, he's going to come up top five in every list. He used to play with Dream Theater and uh, just a remarkable, they're all remarkable human beings, this band. They're just all quality guys. I mean, through you, Eric Gillette, what a gifted young multi-instrumentalist guy. Just amazing. Like you guys are, you know, compared to the Beatles in the sense that each of you have such tremendous gifts, you can... Uh, individually kick out very formidable solo projects. and I, I I'm always encouraging you, bill i'm I'm always saying, you know, when am I going to hear the Bill Hubauer project? Is that in the works? Are we going to hear a Bill Hubauer solo project?
1: i I would hope someday, yes, uh, i I have I think about it from time to time. i the the one thing this is funny, I, I don't know if 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 you can relate to this, but anything that you do creatively, if you're a painter or if you're if you're a writer, if you're whatever, when you think about something you want to create, I think you think about a song or a painting or, or mm-hmm. poetry or, or work. You know yourself so well that you can really imagine what exactly what it's going to be like when you're done. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's discouraging, like oh, I I already know what it's going to sound like. Or, mm-hmm. You know, it's like why well, bother? <laughs> you know? Yeah, because you want to be you want to be surprised during mm-hmm. the creative process. And I think it's just us, like not. Just being too closed in. We just need to open ourselves up more creatively yeah. and just allow ourselves to let things happen. Let let the Spirit lead us in different ways and not be so constrained by our habits.
0: Yeah. I'd love to have a full episode sometime and just talk with you how this, the, the Word becomes flesh in that process of uh, cooperating with the creative heart of God and just certainly how it plays out in your relationships. It's very interesting, and we won't ask that now. But um, early on, you uh, were a you know musician band for a church in Pittsburgh, probably, I don't know if it's the same church you're involved with, but you were charged or chose to write a song for the theme, and the Lead Me song came out of that. So in some sense, maybe what made that different is you had uh, a short, brief moment to cooperate You know, with with creativity to to bring music um, that corresponded to that theme, something maybe you didn't have a lot of time to reflect upon, and it's still one of my favorite songs to this day.
1: I really learned to to trust more, uh, trust the spirit more during that time when we were trying to come up with music for that would match whatever the scripture was for the day or the theme uh-huh. of the of the message, and 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 we were mostly pulling from popular CCN kind of catalog of music, um, but sometimes you couldn't find anything, and I think like, maybe I could at the last minute maybe I could write something. And I just I did it, and then I don't know how to, how to express this thought, but but I I thought, wow, well, I could I can do that at the last minute, and, <laughs> and not initially not initially acknowledging that it was the, the spirit was helping, mm, mm. and and so then I would, wow, well, I can just do something at the last minute anytime I want now. I, I and of course that's not true, <laughs> and and I, so I learned a painful lesson there. For you
2: are God. My Savior, and my hope is in you all day.
0: Folks, you're tuning to Ignite Radio Live with Greg and Stephanie, though, as I indicated, Stephanie unanticipated logistics and traveling with kids. She'll show up in a moment here on this beautiful night and uh, real great idea. We're going off road or wanting to ask people out of the blue, the question, You know how is what is God saying to us right now, and we often refer to Revelations twelve eleven that in the midst of if you will the the evil that's around us and let's face it within us you know the enemy the enemy is defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony we should always be ready to give a reason for our hope and I'm so blessed that my brother Bill here uh, has just imparted some just honest, thoughtful uh, insights in, in his own personal experience, you know, really inviting us to let God be God. I think is a big takeaway for me that we're meant to cooperate certainly, but like, let God be God. He's the Lord. He's the savior. And I think just that, you know, Galatians five, uh, or is it Galatians five, Galatians six, Galatians five passage of just the fruit of the spirit that regardless of what's happening around us, there's nothing that surpasses what God wants to do within us. And then we can sort of bear that life of him to everybody who's in our, in our world, regardless of where they stand position wise, God's ordered them their person for intimacy with him. And maybe the only gospel they're going to read or hear is going to be our response and bearing that fruit of the spirit. Bill, before we let you go on, I'm so grateful for your time here. Um, what's in store for Neil Morse? What's on the horizon?
1: We're planning to, to write a new album uh, recorded this past year. Of course, we found kind it of difficult to get together to do that. <laughs> um, we're, so we're still we're shooting for the spring and if, if things are better, uh, then that's been planned and so probably you know the best case scenario is is we'll record it in the spring and have it out you know by the end of the year
0: fabulous folks bill hubauer neil Morspan, n-e-a-l-m-o-r-s-e very worth checking out especially you prog rockers out there, I think you'll be very moved by the gift of God alive in this this band, in particular, Bill, my brother. Hey, Bill, approaching Thanksgiving, I'm very thankful for you and just the gifts you just keep bringing to so many. I've been blessed by it, our family's been blessed by it, and thanks for sharing your time. Just again, um, how awesome to connect with roots, how awesome to think of people in our lives who've touched us. Yeah, Bill, as you heard in this interview, calling him dates back 30 years when I was heading the youth and young adult office, and we had an awesome, uh, structured our whole year for youth and young adult ministry around this idea of Journey to Emmaus. It was a 12-month journey with youth ministers and the youth leading up to this kind of John Paul ii ask three days tents and the whole deal. Um, a journey, we call it Journey to Emmaus. We literally pilgrimaged to this site, leading into it, and then three very powerful days. We had a number of different bands and such, and Bill at that time was heading up. 10.10 was the name of the band, and he was a regular go-to just because of the gift of music that he brought. And then um, following them, we had to disband Apologetics. Excuse me, Jay Jackson. They hit it really big. You can check them out. APOL, I'll get it wrong. Apologetics with the X. Um, very popular music. So if you like popular styled music, uh, all the titles that you're probably familiar with, but uh, with a unique twist of lyrics that are, are Christian, that draw right from scripture, um, that's Apologetics. It, it'll put a smile on your face and you'll get the same good beats and such rhythm. Again, Apologetics. Bill played with them and uh, the founder of that band, Jay Jackson, will have to get him in fact maybe we'll even call him in this night we'll see how it plays out tune in again with greg and stephanie schlitter to ignite radio live uh, awaiting stephanie to show up again this is just the beautiful drama we're sharing it with you unanticipated travel logistics for the schlitter kids on this night and she'll be coming in the studio any moment here meanwhile let's see here whom else can i call let's go dominican and here we go, a friend of my parents, Father Boniface Endorf. Let's see if he's available on this Tuesday night. We'll give him a call, see if he's in. See what good is coming out of New York.
3: Hello, this is Father Boniface.
0: Father Boniface, Greg Schleter calling. How are you doing?
3: I'm well, thank you. How about yourself?
0: Very, very good. So, Father, I've got to, with all due disclosure, tell you... Um, you're a courageous man. My listeners are sick of me saying this, but it's just so applicable. You're courageous, number one, for picking up the phone from me, because you never know what you're going to get. And, uh, you know, secondly, just to let you know, uh, there are thousands of listeners attuned right now on our Catholic radio network, Ignite Radio Live. We've got an epic question for you. First of all, are you okay with all that? Right. Sure. <laughs> so before we do that, just for our listeners who may not know you, uh, folks, I, I shared a little bit before we called Father on this Tuesday night that um, he's a beloved priest, a friend of my parents, Bernie and Judy Schleter. He was down at St. Patrick's in the Columbus area, and I believe now he's at St. Joseph's in Greenwich Village. Is that correct?
3: Yes, yes, in the middle of New York City. i pastor here at St. Joseph's, and we have a Dominican community of friars here. Uh, ministering to uh, lots of young adults, and also running the chaplaincy at New York University.
0: That's fabulous. You know, I found your page because I haven't had the the blessing and privilege of of learning for, uh, at your feet, so to speak. My parents did share, of course, the delightful course, the tour that you gave them in the uh, Paradiso. Dante's Inferno, yes, they they were so moved by that, and every time they'd have, if you will, a session or a time with you, they would be so full of thoughts and ideas and making that applicable. So, uh, gosh, um, I'm jealous, and maybe we'll be able to carve out some of that time, who knows, with your busyness, but... Mm-hmm. Folks, um, just, so Father Boniface, I'm reading from his page. He was born and raised in Cincinnati. His father's a physics professor at the University of Cincinnati. His mother was a chemical engineer, so lightweight here. He has a brother who studies uh-huh. history. He met the Dominicans at St. Gertrude's Parish in Cincinnati, which I believe is the infamous parish of Matthew Kelly. Is that correct?
3: That, that is correct, yes.
0: Okay. Are the recounts there also?
3: They are, yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> Eric Salmons.
3: Uh, I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, these are names of just dis- beloved brothers and their families in Christ. So, wow, what a great uh, atmosphere to, to discover the Dominicans. Um, so you got your, your bachelor's, your undergrad in philosophy. And philosophy and you went
3: to law school at New York University.
0: And you not only kept your faith, in the midst of it all, somehow you found a vocation to uh, dynamic orthodoxy. Come on. You,
3: you, you know, God God works in strange ways, <laughs> even at very secular schools.
0: Wow so father thanks for um, taking my call and you know you are in the epicenter uh, of our country in in many significant ways certainly the 9/11 New York uh, is a beloved part of our country that that got hit hard during that era and obviously you know uh, is iconic with immigrants coming to our country and so many things that are truly good and uh, there's been no little amount of political socio-cultural challenge and debris and you're in the epicenter of all that so the question I'm going to ask you maybe just to give our listeners, I gave them that portrait, that you're in the midst of it, you're in the eye of the storm, if you will. What is God saying to the world right now?
3: What is God saying to the world right now? Well, he's saying what he said from all eternity. He speaks his eternal word, his son, Mm. and his son became flesh. And remember what Jesus always preached in the gospel, the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm and that's what he's always saying that, that despite it all god is always among us and we pray every day thy kingdom come and that's so important to hear because our hearts are so restless we always are yearning for fulfillment i see that in new york city there's a so much energy here of people seeking their dreams so driven by often ambition sometimes by despair uh, there's this energy in the city and, and you see it, these restless hearts running because we all know that we're somehow not complete, that we're seeking fulfillment or peace or joy or whatever. We know that, that, that there's some part we're missing. That's why advertising works so well. So we know we need yeah. something <laughs> and, and a lot of people run around searching for things that can never fill them you know mm-hmm. like like pringles you know you just eat them and eat them and you never really get full mm-hmm. you just get sick mm-hmm. and and yet god is telling us the kingdom of god has come it's saying is among us it's saying that what your heart seeks is here it's available that god uh, jesus has opened the way to the father and what we desire is now fulfillable that the joy and peace that we yearn for is present if we only turn to god because the kingdom of god is at hand and so what that means for us uh, at this time in particular is that no matter how much panic or pandemic or political pandemonium no matter how much tumult there is in the world still the only thing that matters in the end is whether we choose to say yes to Jesus mm. and follow him or not from mm. eternity. Everything else is just background noise, irrelevant. Mm. And so what is God saying now? He's saying, telling us the only thing that matters, that God is present among us, and we can always turn to Him.
0: I love that. I love that. And uh, I, I suspect there's no hardball question for you, but one of my favorite um, areas of reflection that is very practical for me, and I think for many of us, might be um, I don't know, summarized by Pope Benedict Emeritus, who uh, raised the question of practical atheism. This idea that we can even pray the rosary, go to Mass, the source in the summit, the grace, but under the roof, our souls may exhibit all the anxiety and discord of the rest of the world. So can you speak Mm -hmm. to a little bit of, of maybe how these are truly opportunities, you know, refiner's fire idea?
3: Well, God always is working for our salvation. Remember that that's the key is our salvation. So God's plan is not that we have comfortable lives, it's that we have an adventure that leads to salvation.
0: Mm, I love that. that.
3: That our lives, that God has a real sense of drama. I mean, imagine the movie uh, Indiana Jones, and there's no bad guys. Mm. It would be terribly boring. He'd <laughs> fly,
0: he well you put. find
3: the artifacts, he go back, you'd be like, well, how was that a movie? Mm. Nothing happened. So God allows us to face challenge and adversity because that's how we grow. It's like if you're on a sports team, if you don't practice hard, get any better. So God allows us to go through difficulties. He warns us that, that you're going to face the cross. You're going to face difficult times. The New Testament is, is very blunt about this and all the parts of it, that, that things are going to get tough. And that's for a reason, because that's how we grow. That's how we're, we're healed and refined to become saints. Mm-hmm. And that's why when we're in heaven, we'll be able to share our war stories. Mm-hmm. So that You always see the saints with these emblems of their victory Uh, often the martyrs like st lucy with the plate with their eyes on it you know Mm. (laughs) these signs of the great difficulties they endured with grace Mm. that become emblems of their glory and so we too face uh, follow that same path that that god through the difficulties of life will lead us to great glory in heaven and and they might they seem very difficult here on earth, the difficulties seem huge, but they're only for a time. And God will see us through that, because from the standpoint of eternity, it's going to look small. I love something that St. Teresa of Avila said. She said, from the standpoint of eternity, looking back on our lives here on earth, it'll look like one night in a cheap hotel. (laughs) Uh,
0: Saints, no shortage of humor there. I I I love that. And I think um, as you 're speaking i 'm so grateful because you 're speaking directly to the souls I, I know of the listeners who may profess Catholic faith or hopefully any of you who kind of uh, shifted away from the end of the Led Zeppelin song and found yourself on this station or podcast and you're, you're, you know your heart is restless you know you 're experiencing a little bit of anxiety and father is is painting for us the true picture you know it 's not just for Catholics or Christians. this is truth as the sky is blue on a sunny day without clouds. You know this is the truth of our nature destined for intimacy with God forever in the landscape as he just defined it for us a little bit like I love that that movie Indiana Jones analogy or pick your movie without the adversity without the struggle or challenge you know do we really come to a mature ownership of that so number one for any of us you know can we look through the lens of God and uh, at our at our adversities and struggles and see that God is, is forming us for a deeper truer uh, faith and intimacy in him speak if you don't mind and I'm so grateful for your if you Uh, answering the phone. I know your time is precious, but just for those right now who are starving for, shall we say, community and culture around everything you're saying, we pray for the pastors. We pray for bishops. We pray for our Pope, all our priests. Yes. But many of them, I think, hear this. They're encouraged by it. The message is true. It rings true. But they're wanting to be united with others who might share that. What advice might you have for those who feel isolated? You know, COVID culture has shut down a lot of this. They're entering into Thanksgiving next week, limitations placed from state to state. Now, do you have some words, uh, I don't know, of encouragement for those who really want to be in a community of people to foster this?
3: I think you're absolutely right that, that none of us live our faith alone. Christ started a church, a community that walks the path to salvation together. And, you know, I don't know that, what, what's in Northwestern Ohio But there are communities at your parish, at other church organizations of people who want to walk this faith together. Mm -hmm. And you've got to look to resources like your pastor or people in the faith you trust See what they recommend. And if there's nothing, then know that there are other people that are in the same place that you are with the same desire. And God might be calling you to be the one to start just people reading scripture together or talking about the life of faith together. We've got to start these communities where that are joined together by the faith, because that's how we're going to grow. Mm -hmm. We often know ourselves so poorly and and yet it's our friends, our our compatriots in the faith that teach us who we are. And without Mm -hmm. that dimension of community, our faith will never really flourish. And so we've got to, either join existing communities or or God might be calling us to start something as simple as just a book club to read books, spiritual books together and talk about
0: them. Fabulous. You know, folks, we've come to this Father Endorf gold mine, and we're getting the gold, and uh, I want to let you go, but it would be remiss of me not to point out that even in a culture marred by um, calamity within the church itself, the McCarrick Report, and the political things around us, that in that darkness, I believe there are many heroic souls of young men and women that are newly attuned to God's voice, that God calls vocations out of cultures such as this. And um, some may even be listening, certainly grandparents and parents right now. But just if I could give you just a moment, Father, to speak to that soul of a young man or young woman who is newly attuned, what words do you have for them to be open to a calling to priesthood and religious life?
3: Just follow your heart, that God speaks to our heart. We also make discerning God's will more difficult than it is. If we open ourselves in prayer and especially in adoration to hear God's word and accept it and cherish it in the center of our own soul, then God will move our heart to desire what he wants to us. Because in that time in adoration, we come to know God not as an abstract theological truth, but a person whom we've encountered and that speaks directly to us. And in that encounter with god's divine mercy and love we, we see that what he wants for us is, is our own sanctification mm. our own fulfillment our own joy and peace and that we see that the, the path we have that god has for us is not contrary to who we are but the fulfillment of who we truly are i love and it so we never need to be afraid to follow god
0: i love it young people you get to be a spiritual Indiana Jones sans the immoral aspects. You get to be uh, God's instrument of bringing his life and salvation to others. Um, And just, I pray, you know, that all of us would be more attuned to our own vocations, those of us who are in ours, and know that this is a consequential time. Father, could you close us in a prayer?
3: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, please send your Spirit down upon us give us your gifts Give us the grace we need to fulfill the mission you created each one of us for and lead us infallibly along the path Mm. to eternal life with you. And may Almighty God bless all of you in the name of the Mm. Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Father Boniface, I'm so grateful that you picked up the phone tonight and just blessed us with, I think, words that are speaking true uh, at this moment in history. Know of our thoughts and prayers as you uh, are undertaking some pretty exciting things, and hopefully we'll get to have you on another time and uh, just continue to keep proclaiming it.
3: Well, thank you very much, and God bless.
0: Thanks. Have a great day. Father Boniface Endorf, never spoke with him before, um, had his number. My mom has always been speaking glowingly about him and my dad. And uh, just so grateful for, at his generosity and willingness to uh, just, I think, communicate the heart of the father. Hey. Hey, well, look who's here just came. Literally. The uh, <laughs> We had protest calls that she weren't here. The, I the ratings the were diving.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, motherhood. It's a priority.
0: Absolutely. And that's kind of part of the theme, actually.
4: So who'd I miss? Who'd well, you get Well, first of up? all,
0: Bill Hubauer was uh. the very first one. Don't even ask me how I how I came up with that. I just thought okay, I want to s- combine give... with speaking with somebody that I haven't talked with in a while.
4: Did you give the backstory about Bill and the youth rallies? And...
0: I did. Oh, What's your recollection? So,
4: well, just the powerfulness of the, how, gosh, our Annie, who's 20, almost <laughs> 23. Right. She was a little little tyke. I yep. can picture her toddling around. So
0: Journey to Emmaus a long time ago. Notre Dame when Campus I first yeah. met
4: Bill. Um, but what stands out other than his powerful music and dramas is uh just the song that he wrote specifically for the youth rally. Yep. Um was a song that I just remember him truly praying, not just performing.
0: I recall it being in the big arena at Gannon University right. when I took the helm of the youth office. And do you remember who else was in attendance for that three-day event? Justin Fatica. Justin had just oh, left our crew and he yes. brought his crew of young yes. evangelists and he was just new on the scene. He was in college right. and he had a awesome crew of young adults that right. were actively evangelizing
4: so we were blessed to be able to spend um some time with our oldest daughter down in Indeed. florida kind of a spontaneous little moment um that the lord blessed us with so i'm thinking we need a little bit of feminine genius meets daughter miss edition. my daughter engaged <laughs> Can we call Marie, annie? donna
0: nave maria let's call annie since we were just with her yeah. And she always has funny, perky things to say. I shouldn't set it up that way, but Wise, we'll give wonderful. it a shot.
4: Hi. Hi, Annie. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter on Ignite Radio Live. I'm glad
0: you gave her our last name.
4: A.K.A. Mom and Dad.
0: <laughs> and we- she's hearing our more formalized uh, tone, so she knows that this is more than just a mom and dad call on a Tuesday night. Oh, I don't know about that. Why don't you that. cue her?
4: Okay, so, oh, a- so Annie, are you ready to be cued? I'm ready to be cute. Okay, first of all, we love you and we miss you and we were so blessed with our time together. So, that being said, um, we are calling people out of the blue in this time of craziness meets the Lord at work and asking the question, what is God saying to us, to the world right now? And we want to get some of your feminine genius thoughts
0: on this. So much pressure.
5: Wow! Well, no, no pressure. So I am so glad you called and asked me. because <laughs> yeah. This morning in my holy hour, I'm going to write a post about this, but I'll just give you guys—you can have the little tidbit. Thanks. Hey, the
0: advance, the trailer.
5: But I started um, rereading the Chronicles of Narnia this weekend. Mm. Fine. Because I—that's the only fictional book that I have on my shelf right now, and I want to. So. <laughs> And I was just, whatever, reading it. And then um, this morning in adoration, I felt like the Lord was speaking that now is the time to reread the fairy tales. And I was kind of thinking mm. about how I have so much on my plate and there's so much that's going on in the world right now. And, you know, there's always more podcasts to listen to and more news headlines to read. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of chaos and there's a, there seems to be a new crisis or just something crazy coming out at every single second. And so especially now it seems like fairy tales
0: are stupid
5: and they don't, you know, they don't really do <laughs> really. I love where you're going with this. Thanks. So I, um, so I was praying with that this morning and just realizing how the verse of Jesus saying become like the heart of the child or have the heart of the child mm-hmm. um, in approaching the Father. And I think that we can, I was convicted in a new way that we're regrounded in the reality of a victory by reading fairy tales because sometimes Hmm. it's really hard to see where God is in the headlines and in everything else and you know we know that good wins but we learn it in a in a beautiful simplistic way when we read stories like the Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia or whatever fill in the blank thing that you your heart grew to fall in love with as a child and there's things that are uh, like heart memories that you have I think when you go back to things that you had when you were a kid and you remember wow like this was so fantastic or cool or beautiful or I was so convicted that goodness wins and I as I was praying with this this conviction it, it wasn't this thing of okay so we passively just believe that light wins but it's like you see these characters have to make really hard decisions and their, awesome. their yeses cost something and the victory costs something and um yeah, I don't know. I think we need to relearn that in a simplistic way and how it's really beautiful because maybe this is a little heretical and I have to flesh it out more. But <laughs> the I think, are are a ton, not like, they're not the Eucharist. Obviously, the Eucharist is the Eucharist, but it's another way that God hides himself in simplicity to reveal mm. himself to us. Um, and you just, you, it's hard to learn God as God without first kind of seeing him in, in it's hard to learn him as transcendent without first seeing him in immanence. Um, And Mm. so that's really a beautiful way to do that. So I would say to the world right now to embrace simplicity and maybe go back to doing things that like you don't see an immediate result for um, or that just take a step back from chaos because it's not, oh, I'm ignoring the fact that there's problems in the world or whatever else, but it's I'm being realigned and reoriented in my father's anointing over my life and his goodness in the world. The end that's awesome. amazing Hopefully
0: wow <laughs> Annie that is just uh, yeah that's just that is just really amazing and actually it resonates with the music soundtrack in my head this morning as I was Uh-oh. working out no may we never lose our wonder hmm. wide-eyed and mystified just it's a lyric from a song may we never lose our wonder and as you're describing it even it it opens up a horizon of my soul of memory and imagination and a connection to as these great authors speak of cosmology so in order of the universe, there's good and there's evil, and we're fashioned for that good. And we make these choices. Not even argue that um, those who disagree with us in the political realm, ecclesial, sociological, whatever realms, find a core unity in these stories. I mean, who walked out of Disney's Narnia, whether on the screen or reading the book, you know, uh, cheering for the White Witch? You know, mm-hmm. who, who who didn't acknowledge that the plight of these four? Pervency, I can't pronounce her last name. Per, there we go. Pevensey Children. That, you know, who didn't share with them their own journey and, and be united in that. So I know even from our neighbors, we've spoken of them, just good Christian people across the street had their Biden signs in the front yard. Um, but we connected at a deeper level throughout the season of the last, you know, um, months um, on faith and praying for one another and over one another. So I think what you're speaking to is a bit of a invitation for each of us, number one, to be recaptured by wonder, but to know mm-hmm. that there's a communal aspect of that. And, you know, when we do that together, there's something that brings us together with other and uh, awakens us, maybe defeats the enemy right there by us not reducing God to our own little political games that the media wants to, the media narratives that are bent on, you know, dividing us. So I love that.
4: And I love, I love too, just that reminder to go back, right? That the Lord gives us those moments, whether it's from our childhood or an encounter with him in a, in a different realm, like we're not supposed to forget. But I think there's something Um, so unique about going back to those childhood memories and the wonder, Greg, as you were saying, and the beautiful way that you put it, Annie, just to to re-enter into that. The other thing that really stood out to me that I don't think can be underscored enough is that, yes, we know that good triumphs in the end, but it's the, the yes in those things that we need to do to get there, right? We're not called to be passive, as you said. If we have been kind of complacent in that or allowed it to become just a um, mundane thing, unfortunately, it's those fairy tales and those stories where good versus evil is fleshed out so beautifully that can reawaken a greater desire and and belief in what the Lord has revealed in his word.
0: Is it fleshed out or flushed out? Both, actually. Oh, but I mean, actually, what is the proper (laughs) word?
4: Um, I think it depends what you mean, because like (laughs) fleshed out means like to put flesh on something, right? And to flush it out means to like get rid of all the debris.
0: Awesome. Anne-Marie, thanks so much for picking up the phone and just really sharing with us that beautiful reflection in the show notes, folks, in the podcast version. I look forward to linking to Annie's Impending viral article on this theme of, of going fairy tale to discover reality. Going, I like that. Yeah, going there you fairy go. tale Andy, to discover title. reality. No, in the really Schleter home.
5: To Gregorian <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and folks, for those of you who want to, I don't even think nerdy, you want to go nerdy on that whole theme, Chesterton's Orthodoxy yeah, book. Yeah, chapter four, Ethics in Elfland, is one of my all time favorite chapters, especially as we approach this season, right? Where we're thinking of Christmas and um don't lose the wonder in the narratives that we have inherited in our childhood that connect us to God through Santa Claus and other things. Right Annie? Totally. Are you winning that battle with your uh, fiance right now? Where does no, it stand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
5: victory has been declared. <laughs> he told me he actually told me to submit a um plan of how I would like to execute it. Oh, awesome. Really? So,
0: you gotta yeah. submit a plan. <laughs>
4: Whatever it takes, Annie. Whatever it takes.
5: Yeah, I'm here for it. It's
4: good. Anyway,
5: I love you guys. Love you. Thank you for
4: uh, picking up. Thank you for your beautiful words of grace-filled wisdom. God bless you. Any time. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. So, so blessed by family. I love family. And uh, on that cue... Don't we all need in this season as we're, you know, days are getting colder and we're huddled together and who knows what the COVID restrictions are going to be. But that backdrop of distance, um, spiritual distance, physical distance, it's imposed upon us and it's contrary to what Jesus made us to do in his very nature, drawing us into intimacy into the life of the trinity like we're made for community we're made and pining for that intimacy true authenticity with one another we need it and don't phones um, and gadgets and devices reduce personal connection to pixels just some thoughts for us to to think about as we're entering into this season and we do want to invite you go to ilovemyfamily.us if you're pining for that community that Bill and I were speaking about I think it's Father Boniface actually You know, here's an occasion where we can remain connected and creates if you will a plan for us to connect as spouses and with our families so commercial number one good i love my family.us and please join us for presents for christmas it's a three consecutive weeks a Journey Leading into the Heart of Christ's Mass, St. Joan of Arc, 6:30s, Wednesday. The first one is December 2nd with Peter Herbeck, then December 9th, uh, Stephanie Schlieder, and uh, followed by Dan DeMattei on December 16th. Again, 630 p.m., St. Joan of Arc, Presence for presenceforchristmas.com, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E-F-O-R, christmas.com. Sign up so that we know you're coming and uh, we can plan accordingly.
4: So glad you're with us. Greg and Stephanie Schleter, Ignite Radio Live. What a blessing. What a blessing Mm -hmm. to be able to reach out to people, to give them a platform to uh, share what God has put on their hearts for others to see. We are blessed. We are. Wow. Just so blessed. Here and now. So we love you all. Know of our continued prayers. Please pray for us. In particular, this ministry, Image Trinity, Mm -hmm. Mass Impact, Um, we will not turn down any donations. Indeed. (laughs)
0: Massimpact.us forward slash donation. Partner with us in reaching hearts and minds for Christ.
4: God bless you all, each and every one of you. Until next week.
0: Gosh, what extraordinary times we're living in right now, looking over the past months and year. Do we not all recognize that something extraordinary has been going on, something that has been challenging and testing us to our very core? Uh, Stephanie and I, rarely do we make an appeal over radio for mission support. I mean, who really likes to do that? So this radio program has been running now. It's amazing for over five years on a weekly basis. You may not know that Ignite Radio Live corresponds to our mission at MassImpact.us. We're all about marriage and family revival. The Lord just kept prompting me, Greg, I give you these gifts and right now I want you to trust in me. I want you to devote them to building the kingdom, particularly within the Catholic Church. We are supported by no more than 50 people, which is quite incredible because over the past seven years, literally hundreds of thousands have been impacted by our radio, our audio, visual, and social media. Thousands have participated in our events, including Ignite's, Presents for Christmas, Ablaze, Mission One, Marriage Retreats, the Family Road Trip. Even prior to the George Floyd, we were praying and saying, Lord, what are you asking us to do in these circumstances? And we initiated this thing called OneHeartOneCity.us. What's that? Well, an invitation to break out in public places and simply be the presence of God. To date, we've had over 12 different events. With tremendous impact that we've shared over these radio waves You can experience some of that at OneHeartOneCity.us The lives that have been impacted So we've been very blessed to have this story shared Through national media, through EWTN, National Catholic Register Here's the thing, none of what I just shared with you is compensable It's not a typical business where there's a product We don't charge money We trust in God's sustaining grace through the generosity of people like you So, here we go Right now, I invite you to please partner with us in this mission. Please consider being a monthly partner or making a one-time gift. Go to massimpact.us and click on the donate button. Again, go to massimpact.us and click on donate. Above all, please pray for us in this mission and be assured of our daily fervent prayers for you. Thank you so much. God bless.